1: for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi Hannies, it's Amir Yasai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. It's Amir Yasai. You're back with the Take On. You're here with my good friend, Hannah Burner from Summer House, Burning in Hell podcast, Giggle Squad podcast, Bravo chat room. I mean, when the fuck do you sleep? Thank God, girl.
3: I mean, if you watch Summer House, I do sleep a lot. <laughs> and they make it known. <laughs> they but they you really know do. The girl is working. I mean, the shade. I'm like, I'm not just lying here sleeping all day. It's just a comfortable place to get my work done. I like to work horizontally.
2: <laughs> it doesn't mean just because you're working horizontally, you're not working hard enough. And they make it seem like Danielle's like running oh. Amazon. I'm like, hello. <laughs>
3: No, we actually had a joke cuz I would like try to be doing a podcast, which like, let's be honest, I can you I would do like six podcasts a week or whatever crazy stuff I was doing, but it's exhausting yeah. to perform and not just like be on a meeting. But I was like trying to do a podcast and I'm like, Danielle's using all the Zoom internet and I'd be like <laughs> yelling at her. But um, I mean, I I love how hard they're showing other people working. It's great.
2: <laughs> they they really do you dirty i was like i, I know even, i
3: haven't even explained my podcast yet that i even have one like i, I sorry i literally went on this so like i'm not going to be heated and i'm already getting heated but yeah um no, listen to my podcast, burning in be hell Please, where it talks about,
0: <laughs> um,
3: but yeah no it's it's just i feel happy that i can create content and try to make people laugh
2: I mean, that's exactly what you're doing And there. I, I was like, I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, I know she's working. Like, come on.
3: Well, Paige actually had a good quip because she was like, yeah, like I make money on Instagram and some people think I'm like dumb, but it's like, am I a genius? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like I used to be in corporate America and I realized I don't do well with authority and therefore I'm in a better space for myself.
2: <laughs> there you go. And I'm
3: paying my rent, so no one worry about me.
2: Yeah, that, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, if you're not fucking me or paying my rent, don't have an opinion. Like, just oh leave it. Oh, my God. Just leave it. Just leave it. Speaking about booze, um, I want to talk about Dez. He's so cute. Like, can we talk oh about Dez? God. Let's start happy. Let's start happy. Oh,
3: my God. Yeah. Thank you. It's I sound like such a cornball, but I'm, like, madly in love.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. It's usually – you're usually madly in love with the cats. So this is a good <laughs> – this is new. This is new. I'm into it.
3: Yes. Yeah, so Dez – Was alone during quarantine. He started fostering pit bulls, um, who were like abused or abandoned, and it's it's such a great thing I thought he was doing. But watching him like training these pit bulls who were like and like giving them love and then telling them like what they should do and directing them whatever people do with dogs, I was so turned on. I was like, if he could handle this pit bull, he could handle me easy. Like I (laughs) finally met. The dude that could handle all of it. And now, like we're living in West Hampton, and we just have this house full of like animals. But it's just I feel like animals bring so much joy to your life. And, um, yeah, I am like nesting. It's kind of weird,
2: I love it. That's so cute. i I never thought, like when I talked to you, what was it, like right before the pandemic? and it oh, it just you've come so God. far. I feel like you grew up right in front of my eyes. Like, what's Oh my
3: god, thank you. I mean, I do feel like so many people throughout quarantine learned a lot about themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. They're forced to be alone with their own thoughts. And I also, I, I, it's crazy. But yeah, I met someone during the pandemic. And it's crazy to say, like, when you know, you know, but um, I was also forced to, like, really focus on what I do want to do career wise. And Um, you just have a lot less distractions. You have a lot less people in your life that you like kind of don't need necessarily. And you get to really face some of your shit, which is hard. But um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been a great time for people to grow.
2: Absolutely. You're right. You don't have those like social, because I have like so much social anxiety. I'm like such a Gemini that not having that pressure, like helped me to just like focus on my shit. Yeah. I feel you a
3: hundred percent. I mean, there's also just, like, external people or people who are kind of, like, toxic that you, you can you find yourself in all the time, whether it's someone at work who might be, like, mean to you or, like, a yep. friend that's, like, kind of using you or whatever. But then you're just, like, I'm just with my parents and my cats, and I'm, like, okay, we're about down to the core. We're down to the homies. <laughs> the rider dies. However, we still have our own shit to work on. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I thank you for saying you thought I grew. That's a great comment. No,
2: of course. I mean, you're you're so funny and you have such a way of like seeing the world, but the fact that like you're kind of willing to lean in and kind of be corny is is refreshing. I like that. <laughs> like,
3: well, I think it's funny because some people try to like market me as like this cool girl and I'm like, I'm not cool. Let's not go there. I mean, I think i'm trying to make like the uncool girl cool again like just the Mm -hmm. ones who are not trying to be a type of way or what society says is cool or hot or whatever so i'm trying to embrace that
2: yeah before i talked to you i thought you were kind of like a lala from vanderpump rules and then when i talked to you i was like she's not like that at all (laughs) i was was like she's kind of a nerd she's kind of a nerd (laughs) (laughs)
3: i'm a corny nerd um i I, I mean lala's like so hot and an icon but like i'm not going on um like yachts with hot men for blowjobs like i've never it's i'm not like that level of hotness slash don't care to do that
2: (laughs) (laughs) seems like a lot of work to me
3: oh my god Mm. yeah jesus i also yeah um,
2: <laughs> no, no 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 I'm good I'm good I don't like Range Rovers that much I'm good like I like um, older men
3: clearly but <laughs> not to that extent
2: <laughs> but like Des is like that seasoned man it's not like an oh, older man God. you know what I mean like he's seasoned and I and I think that's kind of hot it's well, like a
3: little yeah. salt and
0: pepper yeah
3: I've never dated a guy like older than 36 and he's 45 oh, and I mm. never even knew I was like I wasn't really into the silver fox thing I've always been into like Tall guys with a great sense of humor who have blue eyes. That's just like kind of what I'd always go for.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: So when I met him, (laughs) I didn't immediately think like, wait, is this? But I just, he was so just naturally... Um, we just naturally connected, but it's so funny. Like, Us Weekly I had an interview and they were like, So he's 45? Like, how is that? I'm um, having 40. 40- <laughs> I go, I'm scared he's gonna die every day. It is <laughs> petrifying. And I'm like, obviously j- joking. And then the article right. comes out and it goes, Hannah Burner's scared her boyfriend is gonna die. And I'm
2: like, oh, <laughs> God. They're so shady. They're just waiting for that moment. That's but I
3: just really didn't funny. realize, like, there's something about older men where, I mean, he's, he's like, I was a fuckboy before. There was a name for it. He's like, I live my life in my twenties, whatever. He's had some serious relationships. He's learned a lot through them. And part of me was sad, like, oh, I wish I experienced some of the things he experienced in his life with him when he was younger. But then I realized they've all made him into like this wiser person. Like, I have to be able to respect the person I'm with in terms of like how their brain works. And um, he's he's a great balance of like teaches me stuff, but also like I teach him stuff as well. It's not like I'm like, oh, Zaddy, what do I do? I'm a baby. I mean, some people into that, that, which, like, you know, you never know.
2: Kudos. I mean, listen, you do you, but I I mean, for me, the baby talks never worked. But I mean, if it works for you, like, go with it. Do you like older men? I do. I mean, there's something about older men that I like because they they're like they don't care if you don't respond to a text message. Like, they don't care if you don't like you're not doing the daily routine. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, you're going to come home anyway. You're going to come back to me. Like they're so confident. They I have,
3: I like like that part real of it. things to worry about. Actually, or mm-hmm. very early on, I think I like like posted some story or something like and at one point Des basically was like, "Look, um if you want to play games and stuff, like that's cool, but like yeah. I don't play games, so like I'm not interested in that." I just remember being getting my shit back in order real fucking quick and I never do that with dudes I'd be like fuck you whatever who cares but he basically was like yeah I don't play games so if you want to do that with someone else and I was like I'm sorry I didn't, I'm stupid I'm sorry let's just do this I love you
2: <laughs> oh I love that I mean well it's like something that we haven't heard before like when I dated an older guy it was the same thing he was like don't play games like don't pretend to be interested don't like bring me into your life and then be unavailable like he, he just called me on, oh my, on God. my shit well yeah. <laughs> oh.
3: mm. That's been
2: Mm, done before. I was like, I was like, uh, I was trying to be cute and I was trying to be like, you know, like alluring. And he was like, "It's not alluring. It's stupid." I was like, "Wow." (laughs) Okay,
0: but then it forces you
3: to actually like think and be like, "What do I really want?" And hold yourself accountable. And like, I, I, I love someone who um, calls me out of my bullshit. Like, it's very attractive Mm -hmm. to me. Well, because we get away
2: with it. Because the two of us get away with it. Most people, yeah, we're charming. We get away with it. We're We're like, like, what, me?
3: (laughs) I'm joking. Do you not know what a joke is?
2: Yeah, people don't see what I'm doing half the time. So when someone sees it, it's pretty attractive. (laughs) That's for sure. Oh, my God. I love it. We get underestimated, but, you know, we know what we're doing. (laughs) Um, That's why I love you. You're the best. Um, Let's talk about Summer House. This house is, like, kind of insane. It was quite an upgrade. Like, what the hell? I know. What what did you think?
3: Okay, well, I mean, there are some things. This house is beautiful, but then the oven just didn't work. And then also – like the Paige and I were put in the basement to, to to even get to the kitchen, we had to walk up like four flights of stairs, and then to Shit. if I was doing the garbage to take out the garbage, I had to go down two flights of stairs. Then all those stairs in the front, you have to go down all of those. Like it's a literal fucking journey. Um, oh god! But I mean, the house was gorgeous, but there were just a lot of parts of it that I was like, I don't know who thought of this like logically. Um, But I loved the like page at it best. I felt like we were in just like a cocaine dealer's mansion and um, (laughs) and there was a lot of space I also liked kind of we were put in the basement I don't know how that happened um and we just had our own kind of space except the boys would work out right outside our room which like isn't that clear so like when Luke and Kyle are like grunting at like 7 30 a.m because they have to be on their zoom meeting well not Luke on whatever time I'm like are they fucking kidding me like I'm waking up to hearing these boys grunt and make weird ass noises to make their masculinity feel better. Like I can't.
2: Oh god, that seems like a nightmare. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, um, I love that. I love that you said Luke had no Zoom calls. Yeah, what would he? What would he be on a Zoom call for? Nature, squirrels, rings. Um, we're about to get real shady with that. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know how I feel. We'll get there um so uh i want to talk about okay so i want to talk about right off the top right with Lindsay, and she was on my friend's podcast you were on my friend's podcast zach peter and i don't think it was anything oh that bad
3: oh my god like it's she like, was so
2: upset oh like, my it god. wasn't anything that bad so
3: zach like, was like what? going in basically like so what do we hate about everyone or whatever and i was yeah. just talking about first season like she wasn't nice to me first season it, it was just a fact like that's just what it was and i i yeah. basically was like yeah i don't I didn't want to be one of her like minions because she is, she's a Leo. I'm a Leo. Kyle's a Leo. We're leaders. And, um, and then I finished it off basically being like, but I learned like kind of her friend language. She wants to trust you. And like, we're doing amazing. Like it really was taken out of context and to between me and you and everyone listening. Um, she never brought it up to me. So, So it's not like it was a clear thing that I could be like, Hey, Linz, like I was just promoting the show. Like we don't have to make a huge deal about it and, um, exclude me from everything. But then also Zach, (laughs) what he did to promote it, like he pulled clips and was like tagging everyone and posted like me and Lindsay boxing in it. Like he really kind of pushed it. So (laughs) like, (laughs) and I just thought like, whatever, I didn't think it was a big deal. Also, because I'm going to say this right now, everyone goes on podcasts and, and talks about our opinions. That's what we do. That's what our, we the show is, is us talking about our relationships. Lindsay just went on E and said, I'm a fair weather friend. So like, I don't, oh. let's not like, let's not be hypocritical to, I'm talking everyone, not just Lindsay. Like we're promoting the show. We're talking about our feelings and I've always just been honest and open. So
2: whatever. Yeah. Like, and I also, do you think that she didn't bring it up to you? Cause she wanted to save it for camera. Like Who she knows, kind of brought it up Like
3: to- I'm not coming for your family, bitch. Like if I said something really bad, you would have seen it. Like it would have been everywhere. Like I was just, promoting the show and talking honestly about our first season so um Absolutely. but Lindsay and i we're like again <laughs> we're good like that's just Lindsay will get upset about something and then be fine um that's why i joked i said i'm still gonna talk shit about you like, <laughs> like you're gonna do things that are gonna make me upset and i'm gonna express it so let's that's the life we live
2: <laughs> yeah that, and that's the that's kind of what you signed up for in some ways and like you said when you go on a podcast you don't go there to give like general opinions. You're giving your opinion. And there really is a difference
3: between talking shit and just saying something honestly of how you felt. And it also like, I wasn't coming for her in any sense of the word. I just wasn't.
2: That's not your style. I haven't really seen you like do that.
3: No, I've never, I would never like go in on someone like that. And it's more Mm. how I feel and how people might've made me feel. I said the thing, I said, if you don't want me talking shit, don't do things. Don't make me talk shit on you. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have, I have a, a, big mouth and that I always express myself, but I'm always going to be honest and I'm never going to come for anyone, especially for no reason.
2: Absolutely. Well, there you go. Well, I, And, and I, I, listen, I'll co-sign that as well. I know you're not like that. Um, Thank you, baby. I want to talk about the, the, the model elephant in the room. Um, can we talk about Mr. Luke? Like what? Okay. So your emotions were so real to me and everyone was like, oh, she's really taking it hard. But I'm like, if you were being defrauded for those couple of months, I could see why your reaction would be that. Like, that would be my reaction, too. I probably would have broken something, too. I
3: mean, I... At this show, like, especially this season... Um, the cabin fever Was really intense for me And I just felt everything Like I didn't come on the show mm-hmm. to, to be fake Or try to be cool Or pretend I'm too good For something Like I literally just was like I just felt so wronged And I think Sometimes it could be people, they're trying to make it Like it's so misogynistic Like Hannah's just in love with him Because he's so hot She's so in love with him And she's crazy mm. And I just I, It really actually infuriates me It's like I never even wanted something With this boy And then like Obviously like You fall for someone a little and you like them I mean between me and you I would never date someone without a sense of humor so that's why I'm also like guys let's give me s-. like I have feelings for the guy I liked him but I was never trying to introduce him to my parents but the next Mm-mm. thing you know
2: he's not funny at all like let's make that really clear like there's not a funny bone there I, I mean uh, maybe <laughs> I just don't see it but I just I mean no. he's hot but it's I like, don't see the funny ex-
3: yeah. so like I personally like I need to be with someone funny if I'm gonna have a long term relationship like when we're old and you're ugly mm-hmm. and I'm ugly and we're sitting on the couch I can't listen to you talk to chipmunks, but like I, I like. I felt like I mean, towards the end God. of the last season, he was like, "Hannah, I want to um, like I want you to meet my family. I'm smitten with you," and I'm like, "Oh, uh, like okay." I, I was just going with it. Like, I guess this guy likes me. Like, this is fun. We're on this like fun experience together, and then. Right. um It turned weird because we were hanging out every single night. You were there. You were on an interview with him, and I was just on the couch. (laughs)
2: You just popped up. I I recognize your eyebrows. It was love at first eyebrow. It was
3: 10 p.m. We're we're together Mm -hmm. in his apartment, as we always were. Like, kiss hello, kiss goodbye, sleep in his bed. But his whole thing was like, I don't want to have sex, which is super weird. And people were like, he never had sex with his girlfriend. It's like, well, what about all the emotion that's involved? And, like, even his words, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm going to hurt you. It's like, okay, then stop calling me three times a day like stop oh. and it's it's got mm. to the point where I was like okay I'm playing house with this guy without any of the benefits and I would see other people to like kind of try to be like this is weird but then like mm. even in March he, you know he after or whenever the Danielle hookup was he called me and didn't say I didn't hook up with her because I was talking about my ex he said I told her I have feelings for you so like it is all over the place but the point is is that we were in this like I was the person he called for everything, career, like day to day, just what's happening in his day. He needs to check in. So like I had this boyfriend that I didn't really sign up for, but I was like, you know what? At least we have something like this special thing. I don't know what it is, but whatever. So when I get to the house and he doesn't tell me about this girl and he immediately sits me down to say he's like falling for her. I was just and also he knew I had just met someone because I'm very open and honest with him. But I just was like, hey, I'm talking to someone. I was like, don't play me don't you dare play me. And then Mm -hmm. when I talked to Sierra, I was like, Oh my God, I'm being played. (laughs) I'm being played. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm not, I'm
3: not one to like, I literally sat down calmly. It was just like, this is the information. I will let you explain yourself. I'll let you apologize. I'll let you do whatever. And his response was anger and to call me crazy. So that's and
2: gaslighting. There was a lot of gaslighting. There was lo- uh, Have you heard of love bombing? A lot early in a relationship. I felt like there was a lot of love bombing. Oh, like I'm not going to sleep with you because I respect you and I, I can't and I'm someone. like yeah. I mean I
3: know he'd like hook up with girls and FaceTime me after and just be like, "Yeah, like I just like want to talk to you all night and stuff." And I feel like uh, it's funny cuz you know like I'm when I'm watching it's hard cuz I was still in it. Like I was still sucked in. I was so like great. in the cycle. So watching it now like I've had so many messages from women being like, I've been love bombed, like I've been gaslighted mm-hmm. and like explaining how their situation went. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's like psych 101. But what I learned that was very interesting is like it happens a lot to really powerful, strong people because yes. like because they kind of want to be with someone that looks good to make them look good because they're obsessed with their image and then like Mm -hmm. behind the scenes it's so it's so different but um no it wasn't healthy for me and like i'm kind of annoyed by castmates being like hannah's so in love with him and he's the hottest guy hannah would ever be with and it's like it's so disrespectful and rude and and it's just it was upsetting to watch especially with seeing now his sound bites like it's very the whole thing is very upsetting
2: It's very misogynistic, like you said. And it's like when Carl said, like, oh, this is the hottest guy she'd ever get. Like, that seems like – why are you making that call? Like, I mean, he's hot, but he's no, like, guy from 365. (laughs) Also, imagine meeting a hot guy
3: who's also smart and funny and caring and kind. Like, that's what I'm going for. And, like, I don't mm – I'm not making fun of you, Carl, for your decisions with dating. So just kind of leave me alone, you know?
2: Exactly. And you don't need to make those blanket statements. And Whoa. I, I felt like –
3: statements were really what – because it is it is so much more complex than just a black and white of like, Hannah had more feelings than she wanted to admit. It's not like that. I've always admitted I like the guy. Yeah, I, I never want to date him. And I think we were in this weird power struggle that got super unhealthy.
2: Absolutely. And and also, you know when people like have affairs and they say emotional affairs, I, al- I almost feel like you guys had so much emotions oh and God. that was – where he did you wrong it's like he gave you this like idea of a future and like wanting to be with you and you're the right girl and i'm not sure and i'm not good enough and then it's like turns around and it's like oh i've been this girl met my family and and she came to minnesota and he would always be
3: like like, i don't know what it what can be like we could be friends we could get married like who knows what's gonna be but like i'm just not ready now and i was like yeah that's fine like i just need attention i was very like i just need attention right now so it was like when I felt like he hid her from me and then tried to make it look like he was rejecting me on the show. And like, I was some crazy girl. I just fucking lost it. I just fucking lost it. And I know it might not look cool or together. I'm not, I hope that some girls watch and realize, you know what, it's okay to be upset and it's okay to be hurt. And it's okay to then move on and find someone who's right for you.
2: Absolutely, and what I loved about that whole situation is that you didn't turn on the girl. A lot of girls in that situation would turn on Sierra, right? Would be like, "You're a bitch," and like, and make it about her. But you were like, "No, I'm making it about the dude."
3: Well, Sierra was actually very, very important to enlightening me because when you're in it, you can't see it. And we had a really Mm -hmm. like a conversation where I was just like, "Pull up, like, get your chair. What is happening?" Um, Because I, she was not. Or I I wasn't aware of her, but I guess she was aware of me to an extent, but he's telling her the same stuff he's telling me. And she Mm. basically, I needed to hear it not from Amanda's mouth, not from Paige's mouth, who have their own situations with him. I needed to hear it from another girl. Um, And that made me really comprehend it. And I like immediately got the ick.
2: Yeah. And I think it helped that she had a cat as well. I feel like that immediately bonded. Well, you it's this. funny.
3: It made it look like I was crazy. I was like, um, do you like cats? Which I've done to people before, but she was wearing a cat ring. And so I saw her ring and I was mm. like, oh my God, do you love cats? And it's funny. That moment was like the beginning of like a very unique friendship with us. And I'm excited for you guys to see kind of where it goes because I'm just feel really lucky to have met her.
2: Hannah, I'm sure you've heard some of the flack that Summer House gets for being like a very all white cast. Um, mm-hmm. And the way they brought in Ciara, I thought like was very organic and authentic. Obviously, she fit right into the story, which I really appreciated that. Um, like, how does she fit into the group?
3: Well, yeah, when it comes to like someone joining the group, regardless of their race or religion or what our sexuality, it's like they have to really mesh or it's just going to be awkward and weird because we are a tight, that group and were hard to get along with yeah. um when Sierra walked in I mean immediately I think people had a lot of respect for her because she was basically like hey I was a nurse during covid the last couple months and yeah. I just like need to like chill out a little and we were like yes welcome and then obviously she liked cats um and we di- she really like for a 24 year old is so mature and we kind of needed that kind of outer, look, we we've been friends for so long, this group, but having a new friend who could like give sane advice to some things who's not like so deep in it was something that I personally loved about her. I think um, I cried on her shoulder maybe a little too, a little too much. Um, she's traumatized from it, but um, I will pay for her therapy if needed because <laughs> I was like, she just kind of became the person that I would talk to because she didn't have any like bias and she didn't have any like, she just wasn't playing any games. She just is herself. And I just have like a lot of love for her.
2: Yeah, she seems easy to talk to. Like she has that face where it's like, okay, I can tell you my problems without judging me. Yeah. I and that.
3: she also has a great sense of humor. We just, it's natural. We started like something would happen and we would just make eyes and she would smile and I would smile. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to hate you, but now I don't have to because <laughs> I like you.
2: I love that. I mean, I, and I, again, like I said, like, I really, 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 res- I, I know I already said it, but I really respect that you didn't turn on her. Because that would like, be the normal yeah. inclination is to be like, the oh girl's a bitch and she's a whore and like, and all that. And you didn't. Also,
3: I'm, this is my first rodeo. I've dated a narcissist before. And mm-hmm. I was just like, God damn it. I got caught again. <laughs> I thought I. Oh, we got to go back and work on some, some stuff. So yeah, she was really enlightened me to help me and grow. And it's funny. Cause I've heard a couple mumblings or Luke's worried that I'm trying to, you know, ruin it with him and Sierra. And I'm like, you're going to do that on your own. Um, and also I haven't really, like, I didn't ever see them having this like crazy chemistry. Like if they were all over each other and clearly like so into each other, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so happy for you guys. But instead he's still fucking texting me every night. So I was like, If you're going to want to be with this girl, leave me alone.
2: Exactly. Don't like, again, don't make me think something that it's not. Like when I did a live with him, he was like in Minnesota at his lake house and talking to squirrels. And it's like this whole persona, like narcissists are good at that. They create this persona where it's like, oh, I'm just a woodsman. I don't know anything. And it's like, you know what you're doing, (laughs) please.
3: (laughs) Please. Also, you've lived in New York for- 20 years so and you're a
2: model like you're in the modeling like give me a break you're in the fashion industry like you know you, come on and he's like I'm making Hannah maple syrup oh bullshit. you know
3: what's so funny
2: bullshit
3: never sent me maple syrup
2: Here you go and it, it, happened happened very,
3: it happened very early on he went on live because he loves going on lives with me which now I feel like honestly used and abused like if you wanted me to just like get you followers I would have done a swipe up and we could have you could have saved so many calls oh, really? unnecessary calls of you blowing up my shit for so long But he goes on a live and he's like, yeah, I'm going to send Hannah maple syrup like I miss her, da, da, da. So all my followers were like, oh, my God, Lucas, send you maple syrup. And I go, let's see. hitting me up. Did he send it to you? Did he send it to you? I brought it up to him. Are you sending me maple syrup? He would just kind of like giggle. And I'm like, Okay. But I am, I guess, like I'm, I love being loyal and I love connecting with people emotionally. Like, it's harder for me for a guy to be like, wow, I love spending time with you and I love your mind than a guy being like, you're hot, I wanna fuck you. Cause that is a dime a dozen. There's so so I just, I loved, like, you know how many fucking sexless marriages there are? Like, anyone who's like, oh, they didn't have sex. Also, I joke, but it's like, there was, it wasn't like it was platonic. So, um, Yeah, let's talk about that. I want
2: to talk because people are making it seem like sex is only penetration. I'm like, if you're that's why I kept
3: saying on Watch Happens Live, I was like, I mean, it has penis in my mouth twice, so I don't what? Like, but then that wasn't enough because only Catholic people have anal when they don't have sex and they're like, oh, I haven't had sex. Also, people have tons of relationships that they choose not to have sex to just have emotional intimacy. So I'm getting fucking brutalized as this crazy girl because all I had was emotional intimacy with a man who was. Never platonic.
2: And, it was never um, platonic. And it was like, it was never like... You were like, there
3: for the interview like in November yes, or October? Yes. Like yes. I was at his house. Like we were a mm-hmm. couple.
2: Mm-hmm. And and he was trying to pretend like, oh no, we're just friends. I'm like, cut the bullshit. Like, I, you know, like my producer later was like, you were a little too aggressive with Luke. I'm like, because he was bullshitting me. He's like, oh, she's just a friend. She's just here. I'm like, I'm not dumb. Like, I know what it looks like. I'm, I'm sorry,
3: guy, guys who are inviting you over to their house at 9 PM to like cuddle and like sleep in your bed and just like be Mm -hmm. with you. Like that's some stuff that he needs to work on and himself. And I just hope the next girl doesn't have to go through what I did.
2: Exactly, because it's a lot like, of it's like the everything but girl, right? It's like that whole thing in high school. It's like God. I don't do anything, I don't have sex, and it's like again, <laughs> that's such misogyny. Is like focusing on only sex like so. Let's say you guys did have sex, would it make everything then okay? I don't like that's. No, what I don't you care. know
3: what? If I wish we had sex that first summer, because I would have gotten that dick and been like on to the next thing, because I wouldn't have been like, oh, let's stay for the conversation. Like Amir, it became this kind <laughs> of like it was a chase. Like he was holding me by my head, like oh, we might, I don't know. Um, and I, I, don't think, and I'm not out here trying to be like Luke is the fucking worst. I have my experience with him. My thing is, I hope that at least I can raise awareness for girls who have gone through similar things. That you yes. are not crazy. You are not crazy. You have very valid emotions, and also you're gonna say, I am never. I've, I'm not one to you know burn a guy's house down, I'm not you know key in your car. I don't give a shit. I just want to know when I can get out. When I know for sure that this is really bad for me, and once I'm out, I'm out. I never look back
2: amen and i and i love that you you took it like a positive spin because again this whole idea that like luke is your moby dick and it's like if you got it then then you'd be over it like no but he was trying to be
3: like thank god i didn't have sex with her like if i had sex with him i would have fallen madly in love with him honey honey honey,
1: let's not let's not go there with the lucky land sluts you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: Let's be honest. Most guys can't even get you off. Let's be honest. So uh, this idea that he was going to get you off is ironic. I was like, okay.
3: Also, That's- I cl- also it's it is that nor- that misogynisticness of like he's mm-hmm. like this good looking model, so like she can't like oh she- when it's like look I- clearly I'm a shallow bitch. Clearly. And he's not the first gorgeous man that shouldn't have been in the same room as me that I've been dating because guess what? I have a fucking personality and a great ass.
2: Uh, and also (laughs) you are making it seem like I'm like it seem like I'm a fucking
3: troll. I like that guys, guys, like let's but it's society that we live in. It's like, oh, because I I haven't um put fillers in my face and had fake boobs and like tried to change my aesthetic to look exactly like ever girl on Instagram, I'm not worthy of um of whatever that is. Like, no. Mm -hmm. No, because you know like confidence in a nice ass goes a long way. So any girl listening, you could get any good guy you want with a good personality and confidence.
2: I mean, you're telling me, I have so many straight guys be like, oh, like, don't hit on me. And I'm like, honey, you're a four (laughs) and you're wearing cargo shorts. Like men have, straight men have such an bloated sense of confidence.
3: Also, there's a difference between me loving his attention and me loving him. And I think that's very important Mm. for people to comprehend. Like, I I guess Amanda is going to say, Hannah liked him a lot more than she put out. Um, I was also always clear that I liked him and that I wanted to see if I could have sex with him, but it's crazy how you could get caught in something where next thing you know, you're an emotional blow up doll for someone, but they could do whatever they want because they haven't had sex and they're just like, i would never call him. He would always call me. He's been pursuing me this whole time. So like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I hope that's if, I mean, the amount of messages I've gotten that people were like, Oh my God, (laughs) I've been through this made me feel less alone.
2: Yeah, you're definitely not alone in that situation. And, and what you said about w- – say it one more time about like wanting attention is different than falling in love. Like, what did you say? Like it yeah, was loving really someone's
3: attention is very different than being in love with yes. them. I was very aware yes. that like there were many things about our life that were not – like we could never date. Like I knew that. There's a lot of – like he just wouldn't fit into my family. He wouldn't – there were things that he likes to do that I don't like to do as in like he likes to, you know, go to the bar and like watch – whatever do like I, I like i don't even hockey. drink yeah like, i don't even i personally don't like hockey so that's the big issue also not trying to live in minnesota also i mean yeah. i don't, I don't want to go into the depth of it but i'm not sure to be out here like i didn't want to date him it's not power struggle the point is is like i was i was hurt and it doesn't always have to be a girl who's obsessed with this prince charming and it's funny Absolutely. if we're going to get into it disney teaching women that like prince charming is always the and and men is always the you know, I got to be with the the richest, the most famous, the most good looking guy. They're fucking narcissists, majority of them. <laughs> I mean, you know LA. How many of these famous guys are actually people that you'd want to father your child?
2: Not many. And I mean, I worked as a publicist with these people and oh a lot God. of them are, have so many issues and a lot of them have small dicks. Mm-hmm. Like it, there, there's a lot of issues. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on that's not going to be in your favor. And it's it, And you're right. It's Disney, it's culture, and it's all these movies. I mean, first of all, you made a movie called Obsessed. And, you know, the one – what was the one with Jennifer Lopez, the the guy next door? It's always these stories of, like, women being obsessed with a man. And it's oh like – Oh, my
3: God.
2: Out, first of all, if you're looking at true crime, uh, which I love, a lot of times the men are the ones doing all the crazy shit.
3: Also, girls well, are the first to be, like – like, they'll get upset. But they're the first to be, like, I'm out. Like, they say when guys fall, they fall harder. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it was, it was really, really – I, I wish they, they were doing flashbacks of Luke being like, you know, I'm not ready for anything. And it's like, yeah, those are his words. And it's like, why don't you show when he was asking me to, begging me to go to Minnesota with his family? Like, what? Wh- like what? Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah he
2: made it seem like he did, he took Ciara like as like kind of like a, oh, whatever, you can come meet my family. And he made it seem so casual.
3: Yeah. Oh, her. well, yeah, their whole situation. I learned stuff about that. I was like, oh, I really dodged a bullet.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, let's be honest. He's not even going to fit into your like. I feel like I I should have dated you. I fit better into your life than he does. Well,
3: that's that's the thing. Like when he was like, "We're friends." I'm like, "Wait, I have guys who are best friends. I have best guy friends. Like my best guy friend Mm -hmm. is Andrew Collin. He's a comedian. He calls me and we just fucking die laughing. He gives me honest advice Mm -hmm. about stuff. I've never had his dick near my mouth, and that's a Mm -hmm. guy friend. So like, I mean, it goes back to can girls and guys be friends? Um, No, especially. Especially if you've like had sexual tension or sex.
2: You can't. You can't. If there is attraction, like even with gay men, like a lot of times gay men will sleep with their friends and I've always tried to have that boundary. I mean I've faltered a couple of times. But then I'm like the friendship's not that good then. Like then you're a hundred percent. Like
3: is this a friend me being like wait do you think he's gonna have like I literally did a podcast with him which is wild I probably can't even listen to it because I'll be too triggered and the title is will he have sex with me like it was (laughs) it got to be a joke like it was a literal joke
2: well I felt like I mean we're both comedians so we do that where when things bother us we make fun of it and we move past it I have to I'm like this is so insane but I know it hurt you like when you cried I was like oh my god that would be me. And then it's good to just – I don't know why in America, like, we have this obsession with, like, when you cry, there's something wrong with you. No, you're getting it out. Oh, like, yeah. You're moving Buckle
3: it. up because this summer, I just – I let it out. And I'm also – I'm a highly sensitive person in that, like, when I feel you're someone who I trusted, like, I get really hurt and um mm-hmm. i and the crying was not like oh he didn't pick me it was never like that no one's picking anyone it was we're never even getting there it was feeling like the guy i thought i knew just was completely not him and he wasted so many hours of my life calling me on the phone me listening to him vent about everything in his life just being his his emotional girlfriend and right. um yeah. I mean, I have like forty voicemails from him on my phone right now. It just as receipts, just in case you never know. But it's like,
2: mm. it's just like you should publish those like Monique Samuels did with the binder. You should I just know. print all. I those don't voice- have a
3: printer because I'm a millennial, but I'll try to figure <laughs> it out. Maybe I'll go to a Staples if they have COVID. No, too yeah. many COVID restrictions. We'll think on it.
2: Yeah, think think about how you can use those voicemails. Because I feel like you could do something funny. You could do like a story time with the voicemails or something. I don't
3: know. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Oh, my God. You are bringing out the messy in me. Sorry, I can't
2: help it. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I'm like, let's be messy. (laughs) Listen, you know I love Luke. I think he's so sweet. Like, I messaged him when he was in flight attend. I was like, good for you. Like, whatever. You're doing your thing. I don't hate the guy. And I don't want him to think that, like, I just – what he represents is what i hate you nailed it and like i don't hate him
3: any i don't i don't i've never like hated him i just felt like damn i got stuck with a person who was very unhealthy for me in his patterns and um i i wish him the best and i hope other people learn from it and also i just he just i don't talk to me ever again like all all due to respect you don't have a if you were not romantic. You don't have a place in my life because I need to have healthy relationships with other guys. How, what am I going to do Well, I'm seeing someone be like, oh, yeah, this male model who calls me three times a day and wants to talk for hours. He's just my friend though. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you guys hook up? Yeah, but like, we're just friends. Jesus Christ.
2: It's too much. It's too, it's too much emotional like whiplash. I just can't keep up. I, I know. Just, and people
3: oversimplify it so easy on social media. And I feel sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, like I can't. How do I explain this? But it's like not worth it sometimes.
2: No, you don't explain yourself because the people that know you, like, the yeah. people that have been following you, like, know who you are. And yeah. with your, you know, your tweets and your Instagram and stuff, they should know that you're not the type of girl to, like, make something out of nothing. So, like, oh, they – percent Also, need to they yourself.
3: watched it. Like, they're like, we've seen all your interactions, all your lives. I posted in March a photo of us kissing. Like, mm-hmm. then the show was airing. So, obviously, like, it was – he was jumping all over that and all on uh, us. So, it's like – and then we went straight to the house. So, like <sighs> – Nothing is made up.
2: I don't trust anyone that's on a reality show that says I don't like attention, which is what he said to me. And oh, I was like, oh, flag. oh
3: my God. Flag. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> here for the right reasons. This isn't The Bachelor, okay?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, what, you, <laughs> like, he's like, I'm here for my acting career. Mm, okay. All right.
3: Well, you're very Great. good at acting because you faked the whole entire thing, probably. So <laughs> you're an amazing actor. <laughs> Because I actually you thought, an Emmy. yeah, you deserve an Emmy for faking whatever bullshit that was for a year.
2: Wow. Well, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Luke Galbronson is up for an uh, Emmy. I mean, I,
3: I feel like even being like, you deserved a bigger role than being um, an extra on The Flight Attendant. You should have starred in it because you are an incredible actor.
2: <laughs> I love that that was wrapped up in a little shade, too. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I liked that. Um, you are too much. Um, I want to talk about, let's move on from the loop debacle. I mean, I think that you really did a good job because I think a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, I need to step away from this narcissist, like, especially during COVID. Oh, like, it's God. better to be alone than with a narcissist. Let me tell you that.
3: But like, sometimes when you're lonely and someone's calling you all the time, you're just like, I'm going to answer. And I think no, like... Just get a good
2: vibrator. Thank you. I know.
3: I know. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a hard pattern to get out of because narcissists like fill you up with that, like those oxytocin, like they get you that love, and you're like, oh, I feel good, and then it's all fake. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, I'm about to cry myself. Oh, I'm yeah. remembering all the narcissists that I've had no, to deal like, with.
3: This is, this is the thing. Like, it's a pattern. Like, I've I've dated people like this before. I've also dated some incredible people, but doing this right. has helped me see the flags and knowing like when something is right. And like, I knew it was wrong with him from day one, but like I was, I was enjoying, like he kept, like, I wasn't, I didn't have to try. It was just coming to me and I was like, okay, I guess this is it. So then being thrown into the situation was super, like, I was embarrassing what he did. So then, um, I had my pride and I was really upset, but instead of getting angry, I just cried. <laughs>
2: right. Well, I mean, it's, it's one or the other for me too. Like yeah. I'm either really angry and I'm like. I'm not going to talk to you and I'm just going to ignore you or I, I get really emotional. So I, I kind of relate to that. And I mean, even his parents were kind of like when he was FaceTiming, they're like, how's Hannah? And he yeah, was like, because, what's move on? Yeah, because like, she, I've, she calls
3: me all the time. His mom, we were basically like, I was his girl.
2: Crazy. It's crazy.
3: But no, I'm crazy.
2: crazy yeah exactly well that's how but this is this is america like this is the misogynistic culture and this happens with gay men too if you're an emotional gay man or you're like more feminine like i am Mm -hmm. i get the same misogyny as well like i had a guy tell me once like he's like if you worked out more and you were a little bit more, you had more testosterone like you wouldn't be so emotional i'm like so you know my testosterone levels by looking at me
3: also there's nothing wrong with having emotion
2: like who cares I mean and also everyone has estrogen and testosterone i am tell
3: you right now girl I let you true I let it fly this season because I feel like in past seasons I was more controlled of like yeah. uh, like don't break don't go crazy don't be crazy and like um, forgive people really easily and just like, but I came in being like, if I'm stuck in this house for seven weeks with these people, I'm having a backbone. And that's why I think with the Lindsay thing, like I nip that shit in right. the bud. Like people say what they want, really but like good. she didn't mess with me rest of the summer. And then the Luke thing, nip that, try to deal with that. And you're gonna see there's more fighting. And I was just like, I'm not just gonna be bullied. Like, I'm just not.
2: I can't wait to see who you call um blonde leprechaun. I think it's Kyle, but I'm not sure. <laughs> So I'm excited. <laughs> um, I was like, "Long Leprechaun." That's quite an image. I like. that. Oh my god. Um, I was, I was, and the yelling. I think it's like a lot of Summerhouse is the men yelling at the women, and I love that you're kind of putting your foot down on that. Well, what you know?
3: that is up with that? And like, it sounds like like I said, like, oh, I hate when men yell at me, and it's like, yeah, everyone does, and like, yeah, I've, it's happened to me in the past a lot, like male coaches. Um yeah. But I do want to make it clear, like my dad is has never like been a yeller or a cursor or any of that like it was he was my coach so we'd like get into it but um the yelling is just a new thing that like I've never dealt with with men and in my own relationships mm. I've never tolerated just because I don't find mm. like anger is my biggest pet peeve with people Like you can't control your anger like how can you contr- like
2: it's scary it is scary. Well, I think that for me, like, we both play tennis, like, real, like, intensely and professionally. Like, I had coaches, you, you, they would yell at you, they would throw tennis balls at you. I mean, they they can be very Oh, my aggressive. God, yes. So-
3: I was getting pegged all the time once after a match. Yeah. A coach, like, poured a bottle of water all over my head. Like, then you're just, oh like, physically abused. Like, they're like, okay, just keep running until I tell you to stop. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the courts are, like, so hot and you're doing a plank and you're just getting fucking, like, burned. And it's like, it was torture. But, it made it's me who I, I am, it all but now I'm mm-hmm. a grown ass woman. So don't talk to me like that.
2: Amen. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people are like, wasn't coming out really hard? And I'm like, no, I was an eight year old playing professional tennis. I literally yeah. had an asthma attack and the coach was laughing. Yep. Yep. Like, oh, you do you can, remember when like wouldn't that- let you
3: get water? Like it was like no, a week to no. get water. I'm like, you need water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I'm playing in California. It's so hot. They're like, oh and you God. have those like brown courts, you know, the the those brown, yep. like what is it? U.S. open? Oh my God. It's like so hot. And I'm like, I have asthma. And they're like, asthma is in your head.
3: I'm like, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's the abuse. It's rampant. Like when I saw the
2: pictures of you as a kid playing tennis, I was like, that was me. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. That was so funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, Summer House is going to be really good. Um, I want to talk about um, Bravo Chat Room. Like, how is that going? You're doing such a good job. I'm I'm loving seeing you as a host.
3: Oh, my God. Thank you. Well, I think that... Before Summer House, I was doing, like, a lot of, like, producing of, like, funny videos and comedy, and then I started my podcast Burning in Hell, and then Summer House was, like, a fun thing to do, but it wasn't, like, my passion. And the fact that Bravo's kind of given me this opportunity to, like see me in a different light and, um, be able to like laugh at stuff and comment on it from the outside has been just yeah. like, great. And it was actually Kate Chastain who I had, I'd known a little bit, like I had her on my podcast. We've seen each other at events and we always hit it off. And she was the one who was like putting the show together. and was like, you have to try out for it. And then we did a bunch of chemistry tests and like I, Portia and I naturally just like, were just the biggest goofballs. Like, sometimes we'll just make noises, like, meh, meh, and we'll do... <laughs> like, she she's really fucking famous and I was fully expecting to meet her and be like nervous. And like, maybe she's like, just didn't have time for me. I don't know. Like famous people sometimes are the worst. She is the most like Mm -hmm. lighthearted, funny. And then Giselle comes in at first. I thought Giselle was going to kind of be like really formal. And like, you know, she's the first lady. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I bring a side out to her where she's just like, I mean, she has girls who are teenagers. So she just kind of loves like being in the know. And she is the best kind of messy. where like, she feels the type of way and she just says it and she you can like like she is I love them both for so many different reasons. And um and then obviously Kate Justine is h- hilarious in every sense of the word and her attitude is just like you just look at her. And
2: you're Attitude's like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. like, like like her, her smoking cigarettes oh, is like when she pulled a cigarette. because
3: you know, we're doing this show all virtual. So in the beginning we had like a lot of technology issues where like someone's internet broke or like so and we would just have like hours where we're just sitting there and like she pulled out a cigarette and I was fucking dead like she wasn't even pretending she wasn't she was like lighting it up um but actually recently we got new cameras and better audio so these next like 12 episodes are going to be better um in terms of quality just that's amazing yeah
2: I mean I relate to the wi-fi issue I (laughs) I feel like my wi-fi is from Russia it keeps going in and out (laughs) So I I understand the Wi-Fi issues. Believe mm-hmm. me. Um, so a lot of people were like, you know, Kate left the show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, I know she's on Galley Talk mm-hmm. for Below Deck, but a lot of people were like, you know, people were messaging me. They're like, oh, she's not following Portia. Like, you know, there's some drama. But do you think that's because it's just four women working together and people are looking for drama? Oh my God. Or is Yeah, hundred percent.
3: I have. They always got along really well. Um, f- I don't know any details of like behind the scenes but for all we pick kate basically told us like she has some other opportunities she's moving on and i also think the show with four people was sometimes a little hard like imagine a zoom with four people and you're all trying to get it in so i think it was like a natural just next step of the show um and she fucking like created it and like uplifted it and made it amazing and then it's like she's on to other things so i'm really proud of her
2: I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think that that's the, sometimes in this industry, like, especially when I've worked with like an all gay cast or women, there's always like, what's the drama? Who hates who? And I'm like, you don't ask men that.
3: Oh my God.
2: Well, Do you ever well what I love NFL? about Summer House
3: is we have the pettiest men. So,
2: like, <laughs> your men are so petty. Like the like, messiest
3: shit. Like, I fight with men the entire time this season.
2: Well, they're, they're triggering because I think the men that are on Summer House are like those man children. <laughs> They've never quite, like, and I love them. I talk to Carl, like, I, I don't have anything against these men. I just They're just, they never grew up, you know? They're kind of stuck.
3: Well, Carl is very sweet. We love Carl. He
2: is. Yeah, he's, he's he's like, grown up in certain ways, but again, their <laughs> yeah. mentalities are still, like, it's very, like, it's very cavemen. Like, you see a woman in a bathing suit, and all of a sudden, your mind's activated to, like, that lizard brain. So, <sighs> I don't know. That's the only thing with these men. Yeah, yep. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's entertaining. It's entertaining. There you go. Um, How was Giggly Squad? I mean, you guys created this whole thing from the giggles about the wedding. And I didn't realize that's where it came from until I saw the episode. I was like, that's where it came from? So,
3: yeah, we were, like, hammered the first night. And we were all at dinner and, like, Lindsay brought up like their wedding and Kyle was going on like the longest speech about like why he's the best fiance in the world. And Paige and I thought it was funny. Like it was funny and we were giggling and then he fucking lost it on us. Like lost it. Fuck you. Fuck you. And he's like, giggly squad. And then I was like, look, I'm a petty ass bitch. And I'm not, I, when he's cursing at me, I'll let him curse at me. Say whatever you want about me, but I'm Sicilian. I forgive, I will never forget. So I'm like, I'm going to use that and now make money off it. And um, it's very fun for me. And I and Paige and I, oh my God, we just have so much fun together and just this natural chemistry. It's like the easiest hour of my week where we just vent. Mm-hmm. And um, it started as, during quarantine, we did an hour every night for three months at 10 p.m.
0: You guys
2: were crazy. I thought every oh, time I was insane. going... We were going live. And I think that me and you probably went live more than anyone else on the internet. Well,
3: it's funny because some people, like, actually, Craig and Austin were also going live while we would do, and and Austin would message me and he'd be like, How are you guys doing it so much? And because they'd go on, I go, You guys go on for six hours and get hammered.
2: They get so drunk. They were for
3: six hours hammered. (laughs) And then I'm like, Do one hour and don't drink. And he's like, Yeah, we can't do that. So we had our fun little like back and forth where we make fun of each other's lives. But then Summer House started. And then like our lives picked up again. I got um, chat room and then I was like, okay, let's turn this into a podcast because these people are like, we felt like our family. Like they really got us through quarantine.
2: They're intense, man. They were messaging me. Like I got so many of your Giggly Squad people messaging me after that interview being like, tell us everything about Hannah. How often do you talk to (laughs) her? I'm like, we message every (laughs) so often. They were like, are you guys friends? What's the history? You both played tennis. Like they started looking up my history. I was like- they are well, They have time like, on
3: their hands. They are quarantined. <laughs> and, they are and, and yeah, I think it was great. But also I think it might have been like when we go into the house, it was like hard that we didn't have them. And like, yeah. Right. But um, you factor it all in when you're watching this season is all I have to say.
2: I love that. I love that. Um, Recently, I know that, you know, Paige got in some hot water when she made a comment about Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was so quick to give that apology and she's so lovely and she's so quick to kind of correct course, correct. Like wh- when she said it, did you, did you think, Oh, that's not great. Or did, was it just like, well, you guys were just in the it, well
3: if you listen to what was said, she was, I think you should be James Bond cause he's so hot and I never saw it. So I was like, can you please explain it? And um, she was Ooh. describing him. And we learned that like, it is colorism to even be discussing the lightness of someone's skin. And we, we,
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so we, learned,
3: we went to like, we did Ooh. some like diversity training specifically about colorism. We were watching these documentaries mm. and we kind of took that week to understand it. um And it was like, we learned from it a, like a lot. And it also was like, holy shit, like it sucks sometimes to have a hard situation to learn. But like, we learned stuff that I would have never even delved into just being like an ally.
2: Damn, I respect that because I feel like I'm on the you know being Persian and Muslim and all this stuff. Like I always think I'm on the like I know what's going on, mm-hmm. but like I didn't know that even discussing like fairness or light skinness or whatever. Well, in like, a lot of cultures, really,
3: like like no. especially in Asian cultures and Spanish cultures, mm-hmm. um, like there is colorism within the community of like the darker oh, skin, yeah. and like as a white person, we can be de- like we don't always know the extent of that. So it was so it was just great to learn, and I I highly advise. Um, it's there's a documentary called Dark Girls that was really insightful just to learn more about like the history of it and how it could be problematic.
2: Oh wow! I mean, I, I, it's stuff that you just don't even think about. And like, I was in India for a wedding a couple years ago, and people were obsessed with how light I was, mm-hmm. and I, I, like, people, and I was blonde at the time, and there was like bleaching creams, and yeah. it, it gets really complicated. Yes. Yeah. Um.
3: So it, it's it's interesting to hear your experience too. How people are aware of it. So um, it was honestly. So, just such a, um, important thing that happened. Um, and it, you also don't want to feel like, okay, now I can't talk on stuff cause you want to still be an ally and you don't want to be scared and, um, of like saying the wrong thing. So it's important to, when you make mistakes to learn and to grow and continue being an ally.
2: Absolutely. And I, you know, as someone who is an LGBTQ activist, mm-hmm. and I always tell people, like, when I used to have live events, people would ask questions like, this might be a dumb question, or I don't want to offend. And I'm like, it's better to offend and come from a good mm-hmm. place than to come from this, like, I'm never going to speak on it and use my white privilege or or cis privilege or whatever, and never talk on stuff. Because yeah. then you're not really doing anyone any service.
3: You're 100% so. right.
2: That's great. I love that you guys actually – like, most people that get in these situations, they're like, I'm going to go learn, and they go to, like, the four seasons, <laughs> and that's it. But I love that you guys actually, like, tried to No, learn because, it. like, we that's talk
3: cool. every week, and, like, if we didn't learn from it, who knows what other stuff, like, we can talk on that what could potentially be problematic. Mm-hmm. So it's, like – and also, things are changing. Like, people are – like learning more and more things and we have to stay up on it. So it's important that we are public voices. And um, we were really, really invested in BLM in terms of like our lives. We started doing fundraisers and seeing the community we built of people who wanted to just donate their own money to a random live to help like black girls code or like there was stuff with like um, transgender activism. And it was just like so nice for people to be like, let's get out of our own heads for a second and like give to someone that needs help.
2: That's awesome. I noticed that, like I noticed on both of your pages, it wasn't like, oh, one black square and that's all we're going to do. But like you guys were actually doing things. So I I respect that because it's something to say, I'm going to do a black square and I care about black people than to actually put that into action.
3: (laughs) I put a, I was so upset about the Capital rioting. I I like went off. Did not even send it to anyone, and just like wrote this like paragraph about how fucking pissed I am, um, about mm-hmm. how people are following a narcissist, and I lost like five thousand followers in a second, and I was like, you know what good red ends.
2: <laughs> I yeah, like I mean that's what happens because sometimes it's like it's like cleaning it's cleaning out house, you know? Like sometimes you need to know who your followers are and you know, some of those 5,000 were probably, you know, not people you need to be mm-hmm. following you. Mm-hmm. So it's, but a lot of people won't speak up because they don't want to lose those followers, but they don't understand that that's not your yep. demo. Like you don't want those people in well, yeah, anyway, I want
3: so. I, people Ooh. who think I'm funny or think I'm entertaining or whatever. I want them to um, be
2: anti-racist. Exactly. I love that. And I love that you said anti-racist. You're, you, listen, girl, you're on point. And speaking of that, um, being funny, I know you've done a couple of Zoom shows. Are you going to jump back into comedy shows when things open yes. up? Like, what's well, the- like I,
3: I okay. was in the middle of my comedy tour. I was in, I actually, I did Dynasty Typewriter in LA and then I went to- Remember I was going oh to yes. I couldn't make it. It, it was so it yes. it was so fun, and then I went to San Francisco. Doesn't that feel
2: like it was ten years ago, girl? Yeah. Dynasty typewriter feels. I can't like it was even 10 remember my ago. jokes.
3: So we're on. It, it was March 9th that I did San Francisco, and then my mom was like, "You need to get your ass home." And when I got home, that was it. And I was doing comedy every day for a year, like every night. I would just be in like a restaurant or bar or a club, just practicing. So it's weird that I've I'm mm. like, oh shoot, I feel like I, I did all that work and I wasn't able to do the tour. But the second we can like. I don't want like 25%, 50%. I want to be like, everyone feels secure. Then I'm going to go back on tour um, and mm-hmm. really invest my time into it. Because right now I'm like, I'll invest my time into my virtual stuff. And then the second we're like, we're good. We feel comfortable. Then hopefully I can go.
2: I love that. Would you ever do a show with Des? I know he's 100%. a comedian. 100%. Well, the hardest part
3: about stand-up sometimes it could be lonely, like traveling to random places alone, like you have random openers or whatever. So if we had a show together – and he also, like, is such an incredible stand-up comedian. He's, like (laughs) – in Ireland, he's one of the top comedians, has done so many things with his career, documentaries, like Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he's also been great.
2: He did Dancing with the Stars. I was dead. He's a real star. He's a legitimate
3: star in Ireland. So he's, I mean, I'm very new to like getting this kind of attention. So like he's been really helpful in terms of just like coping with stuff. And also as a comedian, I respect him so much to just like learn from him. And he also like really believes in me and my talent, which is super important, obviously, in a healthy relationship. So I'm just excited for what kind of we can also create together in the future besides just like love, but just creativity.
2: I better be invited to this fucking wedding. Hannah Burner Bishop. <laughs> Burner Bishop is so cute. Oh my it's God, double B. I know. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. He told me I don't, that. I don't have so to change
3: cute. my last name because it's my brand. And I said, thank you.
2: Yeah, Burning yeah, and, I'm about Bishop Bishop and Hell is not going to work Shit. as well. Bishop and Hell is not going to work but we as well. I love a
3: feminist man who's, and I was like, could our kids have our last name, my last name? And he was like, we'll think about it. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. <laughs>
2: I love it. that's so nice that a man that gets it and he's 6'4", am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Honey. God, honey.
3: So
2: good. I might hug him too long when Honestly, I meet him, but you it's should. okay. You You'll should. Allow he's it. You'll... Ugh, yeah.
3: um, Spread the love.
2: <laughs> spread the love. I love it. Um I'm happy that you're like in such a healthy place and I think that um there's been all this news about Winterhouse. is this real
3: oh i cannot confirm or deny
2: <laughs> okay because it seems to me it seems like it's a joke <laughs> but i don't think people have been posting about it so i'm like it can't be a joke but it just sounds like it sounds like game of thrones like winter, yeah. thrones, winter House.
3: <laughs> i mean it, i joked that this summer was the hunger game so yeah who knows <laughs> who knows who knows where they're
2: going next? I love it. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But yeah, I don't know. That seems like a lot. But Oh, you know, this is the one thing I was going to tell you about with Luke that I forgot is when you were flirting with Austin and he was so upset. That doesn't seem like a man that's just in it for the cuddles.
3: That was just the beginning of it all. I would like, I like hooked up with British Dave during the winter and he like got so mad.
2: Well, British Dave we love, was sweet. I love mm. British Dave how many crop tops do you have this is really oh my topic, god I have. well I this is the to... thing
3: about me uh, since I've been in entertainment I've learned that I have a long torso and shorter legs so I love oh. wearing high-waisted pants and a crop top because like I do love my torso but also like It helps make your legs look longer. And also I do like so many um, Zooms. So like you can't even notice the crop top. But it's become a thing because the girl's like, Giselle's like, are you showing your belly button again? And I'm like, yes.
2: (laughs) I love when you have to stand up to show it But yeah, it's more just
3: like a fashion for my body type that I recommend for people who have nubby legs like me.
2: I love it. And remember, crop tops are invented by straight men. Anyone who says men can't wear crop tops, mm, or, they can because men. That them, is, so.
3: <laughs> You're like for anyone who wants to talk shit about me wearing crop tops.
2: Exactly. That's my opportunity. Don't. Yeah. to that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. Um, I can't wait to see more of Summer House. It's on every Thursday night. I love it. It's my like, you know, calm during the pandemic i'm glad one of us is calm during it (laughs) i just love seeing what the fuck you guys are going to make in those toaster (laughs) ovens it's like sonia morgan you guys are making fucking like fel in the toaster (gasps) oven
3: i was never in the kitchen so i didn't even know what was happening
2: (laughs) amazing that's too much we were legit ordering Um, takeout
3: and it would come to the door and we'd go back downstairs
2: I mean, it's like, yeah, and, and then Carl being in charge of the house is kind of a shock, too. We like,
3: love that for him, because it turns out, like, when you're not hungover, you can do so much.
2: Right? That Like, I mean, so much more put When he was, like, doing his being, bed,
3: I was like, okay, I could watch this all day. Carl doing his bed.
2: It kind of was oddly relaxing. It was very therapeutic was, for me.
3: Very yeah.
2: therapeutic. I was not yeah. on it. Um, uh, what do you want to leave us with? Tell me one last thing. Oh,
3: yeah. I just want to leave us with, um, the energy should be, be vulnerable, be open, make mistakes and just keep, keep going on. <laughs> There's going to be ups and downs, but eventually just if you continually yourself, you'll find yourself in the right place. Love
2: that. That's so deep. And I, I think I'll add one more thing. Don't let fuckboys ejaculate in your mouth. I think yeah, but it
3: does happen cool. to the best of us. So don't be upset. It's not your fault. It does.
2: It's not happened to me too, but just spit, <laughs> just spit. That's just the spit. way to, to deal with it.
3: <laughs> oh my God, I love you.
2: That's how you keep it even. That's how you keep the, you know, the yes, power struggle yes. even. <laughs> I love you. You're the best. Tell us where everyone can follow you if they're not everyone already. Everyone
3: can follow crazy. me at Being burns B-E-I-N-G, B-E-R-N-Z. Um, listen to Burning in Hell. Listen to Giggly Squad and watch Chat Room and Summer House.
2: You busy bitch um that's the longest um any of my guests <laughs> like you're doing
3: <laughs> i'm I exhausted but um,
2: okay. i love it you're you're looking good when i saw you on the video earlier you were looking oh, good it's you. fine and please come to la and oh, give me I a can't hug wait when to get. be back okay love you. you bye everyone Thanks for listening to this episode of the take on the take on is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan seals edited by Kyle Moore and is a proud member of the Broadway podcast network. You can find out more about me and the take on at bpn.fm backslash the take on. And of course on my Instagram at Amir Yoss official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate the take on wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests.
1: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stiflin. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
0: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway
1: Podcast Network.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've
1: gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.